What will you eat? What won't you? Today we discuss eating some things that many people consider very strange. Tarantula, anyone? Are you ready for some food for thought? We've got it. You went so early before most people were exposed to different regional Chinese food. Well, I had this extraordinary visit to um, a little, to Toisan, which was um, the place that so many of the people who came to America to work on the railroads came from Toisan. And I went to do an article about it in 1980 when nobody went to China in 1980. And it was it was it was supposed to be a hotel there that I was supposed to write about, but it hadn't been built yet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really uh it took us forever. I mean, it's like a hundred miles from Hong Kong and it took us two days to get there because you every time we came to a river, we had to wait for a little ferry to take us across. And there were no cars. Everybody just had bicycles and everybody was like living out on the street. They were cooking on the street. And um it was amazing. And I was How come you don't hear about it? I've never even heard of that what region? It's close to Hong Kong. It's close to Canton. Um, and, um, now apparently it's a huge, huge built up city. But at the time we were just riding around on our bicycles and going into the little, you know, tofu factory, which was also the t local tea house. And, um, you know, that was the place where I, I had this animal that I couldn't figure out what it was. It was steamed. And I said, what is it? And, I, they took me into the kitchen and showed me it had armor. And so I said, oh, it's an armadillo. And then I got back to the United States and I said to Cecilia Chang, I had armadillo in, Ch in China. And Cecilia said, oh, Ruth, there are no, there are no armadillos in China. You had pangolin. Still had the armor. But, uh, it, it, they're pretty similar, but and what did it taste um, like? Like chicken? What? What are you? <laughs> oh no! Come on! It, it did it better was than very that. Mild. What? It was well, very what, mild. what species is it? Um, it is like an armored creature. Yeah, but uh, like what? Of what? It's not a bug. It, oh, no, it's definitely not no, a bug. No, it's not an alligator. It's not um, a. It's well, not. Actually, it has like a, a a kind of pointy face, almost almost kind of like um an, an anteater ant look look. But it's not a you know. Um, well, I guess. Oh, I guess they're sometimes called they're, sca scaly anteaters. Mammals. Yes, okay, they're mammals. mammals. But they and, yeah, and they do look very much like armadillos. And anteater. Um, they have that anteater. Face. And anteater. That they have the nose, long that long nose. Yeah. yeah. And what part of it did you have? Did you have the breast or oh, the thigh? Oh, no, it was the whole, or? they steamed a whole oh. one. So it was sort of standing in the middle of the table. With the face. And and then they carved it. <laughs> and so, it, you know, it was like. Suckling um, pig. Exactly. Um, I mean, I remember it as being delicious. I um, I did not take notes on the flavor of it. I was just so enchanted by the idea of eating an armadillo. 
<laughs> that yeah. wasn't an armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> but in like in Peru, you eat um, guinea pig, you know, and they yep. serve the whole. They serve the whole thing, but um, and that that's actually um, I want to go Does back to there's like a chicken? town. No, it's uh, kind of like a cross between pork and um, it has almost like a pork aspect. Maybe be cross between pork and chicken. Some, I don't, when I had it uh, once in Cusco, they served it whole and roasted with uh, the herb wakatai, so long um, branches of it, and uh, it was it was fantastic. And then there are there are other we had it in a different region of Peru once in Puno, and it was deep fried, and that was not as good. Like the fat wasn't as good. But there's a town in the Sacred Valley where. They have every other restaurant is a guinea pig restaurant and they have like guinea pig statues dressed up as Inca kings and all What's that. the word for guinea pig? Do you remember? Cuy. C U Y. So one word. Yeah. Yeah. I and think they grow the only it. time I ever had it was I did this piece. I was still living in Berkeley, so I, I think I did it for New West. This this professor at UC Davis wrote this book called Unmentionable Cuisine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it I was about that. all all the all what at the time seemed like weird things to eat. And he did a dinner with he had guinea pig and we were eating, you know, ants and um you know, whatever he could come up with that tarantula, whatever he could come up with that seemed like in the 70s, like really weird food. Um, yeah. And I remember thinking, am I eating a rat? <laughs> yeah. When the, the rat the with the tail came yeah, out. You are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's bigger and fleshier than, I don't know. Well, and, you know, you have to think, you know, different cultures, this is how people survive. This is how, you know, you, they couldn't go to the store, you know, in, you know, a hundred years ago and get, you know, a steak necessarily. So you eat with what, what's around you in, in the mountains. Well, I have never understood why one food seems weirder than another. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. You like, think about I, it. It's hard to get over. Like, would you eat cat? Cause I know you're a cat lover. That's a different thing. Cause that's emotional. Right. And if I were okay. starving, right. I probably would yeah. eat a cat. But, okay. Um, but see, you know, I find that to be dog too. You know, and um, I'm a me- I'm a meat eater. Okay, but I I just would have a really hard time to eat dog, really hard time to eat a uh, cat, and it's also hard for me to think of eating horse, even though like look at horses eaten by so many cultures, and still when they say this is horse meat, I'm just like okay. I don't know. So it's all emotional, well, I, like you said. So I don't, well, yeah, I mean, and, then you get into the whole notion of eating any living creature, know, which I is know. something you really, right. you know, you really have to think about a lot yeah. because, yeah. you know, um, that that's a whole other question. Yeah. But, you know, just right. the idea of, um, I mean, I, I'll never forget being in Laos. And when you go to the market in Laos, literally they eat everything. Yeah. Because they're poor. Right. Yeah. So you can get, you know, the, they, their bird, beast of burden is, uh, water buffalo. So in the market, you see water buffalo hide 
for sale. It's used as a flavorer, and you can buy it with hair or without hair. And there are bags of water buffalo bile, and they are selling bark and every insect you can think of. And they made tea out of the silkworm shit, basically. And we were eating the silkworm grubs, which were delicious. And I don't know. I don't know why it seems more sensible to eat the leg of a pig, which it doesn't. Know. But you said there's something emotional, like you know, about the few animals that I, you know, I don't want to eat a zebra. I don't want to eat a giraffe. I never had kangaroo. I don't know. Uh, but the, but yeah. it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to eat animal, then you should just eat all animal, right? Um, Log- or- logically, or don't. Uh, it seems to me, you know, like we we have these animals we raise as meat. And um so for them for us they're not taboo, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh be I mean they're, they're just a few that we think are acceptable. Um you know, it's like David Foster Wallace's consider the lobster. Um lobsters are kind of wonderful animals and um they, if you let them live, they get to, they live for a very long time. Or like gooey ducks, which live to yeah. be 167. If you don't, if you don't gobble them up. And I, I do think that I mean everyone makes their choices of what they eat. You know what they feel comfortable eating is it's very personal. But I also because I also think everything everything we consume, if we don't grow it ourselves and raise it ourselves, there's some kind of level of either animal abuse or human abuse. Because when you think about how our crops are picked and who is out there bringing us strawberries yeah. and the short hose and the, you know, being out in the sun. And the bent over backs. Bent over backs. Exposure to pesticides. You know, I feel like there's not one thing we consume that if we buy it in a store that doesn't hurt some Go aspect through. of yeah right. yes absolutely absolutely Lori. so the more we know about it you know just you know as long as you know and i think that's why you know a lot of people you know that the whole nose to tail movement started was if you are going to eat meat use it all you know find a way to use it all mm-hmm. and that's why you know i'll eat you know tripe and that sort of thing i mean it's not that it that's not an ethical I tripe because i love it i, I know I was, I was about to say that's not right that's not quite right to say that but i do but think that it being offered is not a bad thing <laughs>